0: Hey everyone, what's up? It is Jeff from Honor Combat and Survival, and welcome to podcast episode number 313. Now in this week's show, I want to highlight some of the best gun training tips from our readers, watchers, and followers that will help you become a better shooter without even hitting the local range. And don't worry about taking notes. All you have to do is go on over to www.mcsmagazine.com 313 and download our handy-dandy one-page cheat sheet absolutely free. And now, let's talk tactics firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Alright, welcome back everybody. This is Jeff Anderson, editor for Modern Combat and Survival Magazine. And if you tuned into last week's show, what I did was I highlighted five of some of the best survival tips that we've received over the years from some of our readers and followers to help you become better prepared for any sort of disaster, crisis, collapse, or attack. And this is really to highlight our upcoming brand change in September from Modern Combat and Survival Magazine over to Warrior Life, which is going to be a community of like-minded people just like you and me who believe that Being self-reliant and being self-protective is really the way to go and really redefining what it means to be a warrior in today's society. Not just the tattooed, really cool, tactical uh, Navy SEAL coming back from the battlegrounds, but also just average Joe and Jane out there who knows what it takes to be able to be of like mind and to be trained to be able to prepare yourself for any sort of a threat that might be out there. Okay. Now this is coming up in uh, in September and we've been getting a lot of great feedback from our advisor group made up of people just like you. If you are not on our advisor team, you want to go over to moderncombatandsurvivalcom and slash warrior. You can go ahead and sign up there. This last week, we just did a survey to find out what makes you tick as a self-protective uh, self-defined warrior a sheepdog of your family and of society out there and really I, we got some incredible feedback i can't wait to share some of that with you as we make our brand change in the month of september from modern combat and survival all right so warrior life really is about you and highlighting more of your strategies and tactics that you're using and sharing it with our community we want to put the spotlight out on you and give you the credit for some amazing advice out there. Now we've discovered this over the years that this, the people with the real, like the vast amount of information doesn't always come from somebody who is so called expert out there on television or in magazine. And we do have an incredible network of over 120 experts in all sort of areas from firearms training, self-defense training and survival training. But it's really the tips that I get from you out there through our webinars, through our social media channels, on our blog and our podcast comments, that really blow me away. And so last week we highlighted some survival tips. This week I want to go over some really great dry fire training tips that people can do right at home to become a better shooter, become better prepared for an armed attack, an armed defense that you would have against an attack. Alright? So I have five tips for you here from people that have submitted their tips, and I thought this would be a great opportunity to do it as we are gonna be featuring more of your stuff in the future here. Okay. So first one I'm gonna hit here is going to be from Sean from Chicago, Illinois, who um who said practice in all do, uh, all degree types of weather and in environments that you could find yourself in in a real threat. Now I expanded on this a little bit. This was off of a webinar that we did where we were getting tips from people on on how to train better at home. And so some of the things that we brainstormed around this was that yes, you should be out there Instead of being just in your, in your nice warm cozy home and dry firing in a room, but when you're actually attacked, if you're attacked in a parking lot and you're in Chicago like Sean is, well, you could be on ice, you could be on snow, you, it's going to be cold outside, you're gonna have extra clothing on that you're gonna have, you might have to get through. So this really helps bring out those things that if you are attacked and you have to respond and draw a concealed carry weapon, you know, how are you gonna be able to do that? Do you do you are you gonna to have to carry differently? Are you is it gonna be harder for you to get to your weapon? How is it going to be to get to your weapon? Um you might find out that your shoes are not the best shoes to be wearing. If and, and I think during the time when we were brainstorming this, you know, if you if you have a a white collar job and you're wearing leather soles on your shoes and you're coming out of work and you're in a parking lot and it's icy well, you're not going to get any traction on leather soled shoes, right? On your dress shoes. So are you really, this is, this is a great opportunity for you to find out what it's actually like. So you can go out in a driveway or in your backyard on a porch somewhere, on a deck somewhere and really wear the clothes that you would normally wear, but be able to be able to do it in an environment that you might have to defend yourself in. Like if it's really cold outside, right? So really looking at that, also the rain. It can very easily be rainy outside. We've always, we've always talked about how it can be dark outside. That's when bad guys like to come and use darkness to their advantage so they aren't actually spotted and, and identified and they get the element of surprise there. Well, same thing goes in the rain. I can tell you that being in the military, the time that we most like to Attack um, a, a, a position was when it was either dusk or dawn, so it was low light situation. But also, if it was raining outside, because if it's raining and it's it's noisy rain, people are not going to be as tuned into the sound. It also masks your sound. So, if it's good enough for the military to be able to attack a position, then it's good enough for an attacker, a, a criminal out there, to be able to attack you also. So. Are you prepared to do be able to draw your weapon? Is it going to be more slippery for you on the ground? Is it going to be harder for you to get to your clothes? All of these things are really good opportunities for you to train in environments that could be similar to an attack, but that you wouldn't normally find yourself training in. All right, so that was a great, great tip there from Sean. Uh, The next tip comes from Wes, from, uh, from Georgia. I don't have a town for this one for Wes, but... Um, He says, I'm always sitting down at work, so when at home, I like to stand up and walk around as much as I can, even while watching TV. Usually when there's something interesting, I pick a show that has a lot of dialogue between several people, and I pick one person to be my target. I take the mag out of my... Um, everyday carry weapon and clear the chamber and holster it. And every time I see my target, I draw and line the sights on that target before the view switches to another person. Now, there are lots of ways that you can use your television for this type of training. There's other, other tips that were suggested by people as well that, that work really well. But I thought Wes's was a really good opportunity because it also puts in, in, uh, in the mix there the, the urgency to be able to get your, get your sights on target before it shifts to the next scene now if it's a heated dialogue as he points out that's gonna that's gonna go very rapidly and in any one show if you take a half hour show you could get a lot of training in just in drawing your weapon on a supposedly kind of a a, like a a pop-up target if you will but then having to get your weapon out in time before it shifts from that scene so so this is a really great opportunity in, in and in a great way to use a television for dry fire training there, okay? And, of course, use all safety precautions. Make sure that your firearm is not loaded, there's no ammunition in the room, and, and um, you, check the, you check the magazine, you... you Pull out the magazine, uh, make sure that it's not loaded, make sure there's no round in the chamber. There's all sorts of things that you do. Actually, if you can put any sort of a chamber aid in there that will make sure that there's no round in there, that's also a very important thing that you can do. So there's a lot of things around safety. You always want to make sure that you're doing, you're following safety rules when you're dry firing, okay? Okay, next tip comes from Barry, from again from Chicago, Illinois. I like this one also because, and I've incorporated this because I used to do... A, a ritual every morning that I learned from Chris Fry. This was a long time ago. Chris Fry is one of the instructors in our network. And he said that every day um, he does he does uh, five minutes of just drawing his weapon uh, in whatever he's using for his everyday carry, where he's holstered, and the clothes that he's wearing. Because your clothes might vary each day. And so just starting off your day before you head out the door and drawing your weapon several times Using that clothing gets you used to and primed to be able to do it. Not only only that, but it's giving you practice in being able to draw your weapon, right? So it's kind of built in there. So I incorporated that after Chris Fry. But I love this tip from Barry from Chicago who said, stand in front of a full-length mirror with an unloaded weapon and practice your draw and aim. Now, when I started doing this, I noticed that the dynamics of it were really quite different. Having a person in front of you, and essentially in a full in a full-length mirror. So not I'm not talking about like the the one above your dresser there. I'm talking about getting a full-length mirror. You can get this for like ten, fifteen dollars down to down at the local Home Depot, and you put that up on the back of your back of one of your um, like doors, and draw on that. So again, use whatever it is that you're going to be wearing that day. Um, so that you do get used to how you would be drawing your weapon that day with with the clothing that you're wearing. But then also having a person in front of you does give you somebody that is actually drawing on you at the same time. So it gives you a totally different perspective on drawing your weapon that isn't just focused in on you realizing and, and being conscious of your body. If there's nothing there that you're looking at, if you're just in a room or just in the garage or wherever, but this actually gives you something moving in front of you that looks like a target. It's a person it's moving and it looks like they're moving in a threatening manner because it's almost like you're drawing against yourself. I noticed that this really does change the dynamic for my dry fire training every morning. Okay. So great tip there from, um, from Barry. Okay. Next one. This one came from, um, actually, uh, David from, uh, Oakland, Tennessee. And David is actually, Uh, he's, he has given me some really great tips over the years. He's been a great confidant of mine and an advisor, if you will, by email, he's always pointed out things that we've either got going wrong in our, in our system, or he, he seems to find the mistakes that, that we need to find sometimes. And he's also got a great amount of information. He is actually on the advisor team for the warrior life brand change and just gave us some great advice here recently in relation to what makes the common warrior out there tick. And, um, so I always love the stuff that he gives. Actually, David was the winner of the contest that we had at the time for the gun training also. And I thought this was a really great one here. Um, stress reduces fine motor skills and finger dexterity as a part of your dry fire practice. Have a large bowl of ice cubes or ice cube filled water nearby and soak your hands before practicing weapon and magazine handling skills. You'll find that, uh, this is a really cool way to help simulate real life worst case scenarios. So we talk about this, like the adrenaline dump and what happens in that the blood rushes from your extremities and goes to your, the main core of your body to be able to give you that heart pumping, like, uh, just be able to get you your, to your major muscle groups so that you can run away or fight your way versus the threat that you're facing. And so when that happens and the, and the blood basically runs out of your, your fingers, you have less dexterity, you have less fine motor skills there to be able to do these things. And that's really kind of hard to simulate that adrenaline dump, that real life or death feeling like your life is really in jeopardy there. So doing this is a great way to simulate that your hands are not going to have the dexterity that you normally would have. So drawing your weapon might be more difficult. Doing a magazine change could be more difficult. Stoppage drills could be more difficult. All of those things could be more difficult. And David brought up a really good way that you can simulate this to be able to um, to be able to better get a read on what it's going to take. So you become more familiar with it. All right. And now we finally have here, Obi from Milton, Delaware, who said, and this is a really great one, um, because we talk about dry fire training when you are normally like when you're, when you're squeezing the trigger, uh, your grip could be off. Like it's, it's when you're pulling that trigger that you're going to pull off. You pull the line of fire off of your target. And so it's always kind of a challenge to find out what are you really doing wrong? Is it your grip? Is it your trigger pull? What's really causing you to go off target, even though when you're lining everything up, your sights look like they're right on target? Well, one thing that happens a lot of times when people pull the target or pull the trigger They're going to the left or right of center. So it's actually, they're, they're pulling left or right when they're pulling the trigger back instead of if you were to put it in a vise and pull the trigger straight back, of course it would go right where it's supposed to go, right? Well, this is a great way to see if you are pulling the trigger to the left or to the right. And what Obi says is to aim at a corner of a room for dry fire practice. It makes it easy to tell if you are pulling the, pulling the gun uh, during the trigger pull. So when you're going point targeting, it is a little bit harder. I noticed to be able to see if you are pulling left or right. And you can see this with like a, if you use a like a cert pistol or any sort of a laser cartridge that shows where the the round would go off. Um, but I noticed that if you do aim at the corner of a room, which it gives you a vertical line that you really can more easily see uh, which way the gun is pulling. So you can see if you are anticipating a shot and you are you're nudging it to the to the left if you're right-handed shooter, or you are pulling the trigger and you're you're mashing it, you're pulling it off to the right. A lot of people find that they hit lower left when they are actually shooting at the live fire range. So there's a lot of things that can go into this. There are some diagnostic targets that you can use for this, but this is just a really simple way that you can find if you are pulling the trigger or, um, it, either to the left or to the right. All right. So those are some really great tips that, um, I really got out of, uh, this, this webinar that we did on gun training hacks. And I know that they're going to help you out also. Now I'd love to hear more about your own training tips. Go ahead and leave them in the, comment section of this episode on our blog. And if you do want to become part of the advisory board, we still do have some questions that we need answered from our team. So all you have to do is head on over to www.moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior and go ahead and wait for our next question to come out to everybody. And please give us your feedback. What we're looking for are honest, uh, honest feedback on what you are looking for from the community that we're building. Alright, go ahead and over, go ahead over to moderncombatandsurvival.com slash warrior to go ahead and sign up for that now. And until our next modern combat and survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train, and survive. This has been modern combat and survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment.